Is that what's the other one? Like Alibaba or some shit? Alibaba, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't but, use any of these things. I probably should if I want some cheaper clothes. Do they have? Hold on. Do they have Henleys? Can I get Henleys? Can I get Henleys on this on this site? Let's see, Henley. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got a couple. Oh, okay. I see one here for seventeen dollars. Nope. For $17. Never mind. That's, that's the same I would pay here. Never mind. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Space Time Taco. I know I didn't do the hi, hello, hey, hoo hoo, hi, hoo ha, hey, but uh, I went into it because fuck it. Um, <laughs> that's right. We do things off the um, rails, chain, rails, cuff. cuff. <laughs> Not only I don't have cuffs. I I've had cuffs like four times in my life. Most of them <laughs> weddings. Maybe funerals? I don't think I've had cuffs during funerals. You wear hoodies, those have cuffs. Oh, you know, I guess I don't think of those as cuffs, because I think of, like, the ones that need a cuff link. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I am Chris, a.k.a. Time Lurito, and that is... Nate, a.k.a. Little Teapot. That's right, that's right. Um, Nate, I don't know if you watched or skimmed through the previous uh episode um i like to throw in some random visual joke gags and cues sometimes um last week we brought up the whole wednesday gutter joke again mm -hmm. i may have photoshopped your head into a couple of gutters <laughs> this is um, amazing now you need to send me those files. I, I will send you those files. <laughs> I I also, just the other day, made a new one. Um, well, you can show it. I can't see your video feed in Discord right now. So. Oh, yeah, here, here. Let me... Uh, virtual camera on. Boom. Record virtual camera. Okay. Sorry, I didn't think about that. Um, all right, you ready for this? I'm ready. This isn't the most recent, or this is the most recent one. Um, this is a special one that I, I um, was going to post uh, Wednesday? Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so, the new, um, the new, uh, what's that thing? Treehouse of Horror episode is going to have a big, like, it-themed um storyline and uh they posted screenshots and i'm like oh i need to use this one <laughs> <laughs> also here's introducing the new um me showing things off instead of just post put it po po posting it on top of us on video it looks slightly more <laughs> professional <laughs> that's what i'll take it slightly more professional um Anyway, Nate, how are you doing? You have a good week? Everything good? Everything not ex exploding and on fire? <laughs> Things are not exploding and on fire. Um, no. I've been sick most of the week, unfortunately. I know the feeling. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I took the time to uh, do something that I keep saying I'm going to do but haven't done, and that is actually go through my backlog <laughs> of comics since we didn't go to the comic store for the last two weeks. Uh, now I've actually trim down the pile a bit not a ton but a bit i picked out i or put everything in alphabetical order and i said i'm going to start from literally the beginning of the alphabet and just go through nice how far did you get 
Um, well, currently I am down to, let's see. If I'm being completely honest, only the letter E, because I picked two out especially that I wanted to read right away, and that was Heart Eyes and Sweet Paprika. So... (laughs) Now, did you have all... Did you buy all of Sweet Paprika, or did you just buy the collected? I just bought issue one. Um, Last time we were at the store, um, they had issue one, and I've learned something about the way comic book stores stack comics on the shelf, which is, okay, I can see issue one is there, and I have, this stems from childhood, don't touch anything unless you're actually going to buy it. Oh, that's not going to work in a comic shop. (laughs) Yeah, and so the idea, the way that they stacked up the comics, of course, was, okay, you had one, you had the earliest issue in front, and then all the other issues behind it, right? That's weird, because normally it's the newest the issue, issue and okay. then the oldest at the back so they may have rearranged it because of the fact that it's over now yeah because um, i believe it was so, a 12 issue run mm-hmm. i have all of them because i am a huge fan of the artist gotcha well i found issue one there and i picked it up i didn't find two or any of the rest of them but i also didn't know if i really wanted this comic i just knew i was for lack of a better term attracted to what's on the front of it <laughs> um, uh is it the safe for work cover or no it is a safe for work cover okay. so i will just show everyone this right now uh it's a little glary because of my lighting setup here but that is sweet paprika number one safe for work cover <laughs> um i'm gonna actually... i mean overall this is it's a pretty interesting comic you've got a world of angels and demons and but they're doing, like, normal human stuff. Um, the main character, Paprika, um, grows up in a fairly strict household. At least her father is very strict. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> basically she grows up to be, you know, a top-tier office lady. Like, she's girl boss times 100. <laughs> um but because of her upbringing and because of the position she's in in life, she's very strict in her dealings with other people, too. Mm-hmm. And that tends to drive them away, and so she's fairly lonely. <laughs> um, doesn't really have any friends, doesn't have any extracurricular activities or anything like that. And it seems like what's happening, at least in issue one, and I'll probably get to the rest of them. I most definitely will get to the rest of them. Um, is this guy, who's an angel, who delivers to his office is kind of like a smooth talker. He's always picking up ladies. He's, you know, kind of a philanderer, as they would say back in the day. <laughs> um, but he's always picking on her, especially. <laughs> trying to basically get under her skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of issue one, this actually really, really gets to her. And so, I won't say too much, because again, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you're a fan of Image Comics, or even this artist, which is Mercandolfo, um, or just crazy demon angel shit. Like, if you watch, like, Hell of a Boss or Has Been Hotel or anything like that recently, this is probably a good read for you. Uh, and for comics people, if you you may have heard of them before or heard of or her before, um, she is the one that wrote Unnatural, which is uh, basically Beastars X-rated. Uh, Nate immediately googling it. Um, <laughs> no, I just googled who 
Mirka Andolfo is. <laughs> she is the same age as us. I did not know that. I thought she might be older. Who knows? I don't know. She also worked on a comic called Mercy. Yeah, that's another big one. Um, she's in a couple of different things. Like, like I said, I'm a big fan of her artwork. Um, but yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I am horrible because, again, I have all of it. <coughs> mm, excuse me. Have all of it and uh, haven't read any of it yet. Um, it really was. I read uh, Unnatural and I'm like, the moment there's a new series by her, I want to read. Like, I want to have it all. I only read Unnatural at work um, when I was back working at the comic shop. Um, never actually, I don't even think I picked up a single issue. Uh, so when they announced Paprika, uh, Sweet Paprika, I'm like, oop getting on this immediately um <laughs> so yeah gotcha there's actually a well, follow-up to that too but that's a whole other thing since we're already here um I'll i also the rest of what i have on the list yeah i also want to point out um for there's i'm i'm really upset now because i didn't know this was a variant cover and i don't know if if our store ever got it but um leslie hong the artist for stock girl did fucking uh, a variant cover for this. I'm like, God damn it, that would have been so fucking cool. Um, I like that one. Is so that gotta, issue three? Yeah, issue three. Gotta look and see if I can get that. Um, but yeah. Because I think it's so many people have done variants for that mm -hmm. comic too. Uh, oh, I wonder if... Nope, I'm, we're going into comics too much. Um, <laughs> or at least in individual random stupid things with comics. Uh, so what else have you been reading? Or what else are you catching up that you wanted to highlight? Gotcha. Well, going down the list here, um, I've got issue one and two of DC vs. Vampires All Out War here. Issue two, of course, is the variant cover. This is the swimsuit variant. DC's been doing this for a couple months now. They did one for Batman as well. Um, those are the only two I have is this and Batman so far. Who was on Batman? Was it Nightwing? No, it actually is Batman on the front of that one. <laughs> um... And it's funny because he's got his... All he's wearing is his cowl and his swim trunks. That's it. Nice. <laughs> um, but this is an interesting story because DC versus Vampires, as far as I know, as far as I've been told, has been going on for a while now. Um, this is sort of the start of a new arc in the story where the vampires have completely taken over. And it's up to a lot of villains and heroes from the DC universe to kind of survive in either find a way to eliminate all the vampires, shut down their production and everything, or um, basically save them all. Mm -hmm. um, how they save the vampires, I won't get into, because that's a big story for the spoiler. But major players in the story are going to include Deathstroke, Asriel, basically everyone you see on the number one cover. So let's see, we've got Deathstroke, Asriel, Booster Gold, um, Deadman... We've got Bane on there, and we've got Mary Broomfield, Lady Shazam, on there as well. Lady um, Shazam. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, on issue two, we've got uh, Wonder Woman. She's a vampire in this, which is why her skin is kind of, like, burning in this picture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, she's also a major player in the story as well. The neat thing about each of these issues is at the end of each one, you kind of get a, I guess, a flashback episode of kind of where the story began. So you get these sort of mini comics inside of a comic also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that's real neat to have. But 
Yeah, good story for anyone who's a fan of DC stuff and some more supernatural things. Constantine is also a big player in this because he deals with all that supernatural shit. So if you like Constantine at all, I mean, good story to read. Um, beyond that, this is probably one of the most interesting comics I read in the last two weeks, 8 Billion Genies. Yeah, that is um, one uh, even Kim Kim picked that up and uh, really enjoyed what they've read so far of it. So, Yeah, so... The great thing I love about this, though, is the title is the premise of the story, <laughs> is one day everyone on planet Earth suddenly gets a genie, and their genie can grant them one wish no matter what it is, no matter how ridiculous it is, how crazy it is. Um, now, most people, of course, do what you expect them to do. They wish for selfish things, things that they want so badly that they have no means of obtaining any other way, whether that be... Crazy giant mechas, riding T-Rexes, or making someone fall in love with you. Um, um, but one bartender, where we start this story, gets the bright idea to make his wish actually mean something, to protect himself and other people. And what he wishes for is that nothing inside his own bar can be affected by any of the wishes that take place outside his bar. Okay. <laughs> um, and so what you get are these glimpses as you're turning pages of how the world has changed literally like minutes to hours after mm. the first couple wishes have been made. Um, the very first one you get is normal earth. It's round. It's got nothing going on on it. Population 8 billion. When you get to the next glimpse, the earth is a cube with explosions all over it. And the population has dropped to 799 million people. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So, like, a million people gone in, like, an hour. Um, so, it's abs it's a complete total madhouse. You get the scene where one of the characters opens up the door to the bar and looks outside and sees all this craziness. And the bartender's like, shut the door before someone actually gets hurt. Um, so, it's insane. It's over the top. But it banks on that premise. It kind of is... Well, it's kind of one of those questions that lets... Or kind of one of those comics that makes you ask the question. If you had one of these genies that could grant you any wish at all, what would you actually do with it? Um, and then having to deal with the repercussions of that wish as well. So a lot of cool stuff in that. Um, but moving on, we've got Els. This is a really neat one that basically deals with a girl named Elle. She's going to high school. She's meeting a bunch of people, typical teenage drama stuff. But it turns out that something... I don't know. I guess Supernatural is going on inside of her head. Um, she has basically multiple personalities. If you remember like that episode from Teen Titans where Raven had a different colored Raven for each aspect of her like yeah. personalities, that's kind of what she has in her head, except there is one that is kind of manipulating everything from behind the scenes and forcing these other personalities of hers to front. Um, near the end of this issue, she goes... She goes into a volleyball game. There's a girl that's bullying her. She thinks she's not very good at sports and everything like that. And so this weird personality of hers is kind of controlling anything, pushes a blonde one to the front who is so over, <laughs> so overbearing and dominating that she doesn't care what it takes to win the game. Um, and not only, of course, does she go after the people bullying her, but also inadvertently hurts her friends in the process. And mm -hmm. the comic kind of just cuts out there. So we don't know what the fallout of that's going to be. Um, but 
a good read for anyone who's into that kind of stuff as well. But we've got uh, Hard Eyes up next. This one is actually a really interesting one. It's a post-apocalyptic comic, but not in the traditional way people think of it is. These giant monsters you see all over the cover, these H.R. Geiger-looking motherfuckers, um, <laughs> they um, are monsters that apparently invaded the planet. And what they feed on... Well, people used to think they just ate people, right? It turns out that they don't eat people. They eat their fear. <laughs> um, but these people still disappear forever. And so this very close-knit family gets together to just survive. They're not trying to fight the monsters. They're not trying to take the Earth back or anything like that. They're just trying to stay alive. When one of them all of a sudden meets this girl who is dressed in very normal clothing, just walking out in the open in the middle of the night. Like, she's got no cares in the world. And they're freaking out, because they're like, how can she do this, and the monsters aren't even trying to attack her? Um, no fear. Well, that's what it turns out to be, is that either she's got no fear, or it just takes an awful lot to actually scare her. Um, you do get glimpses into her backstory throughout the first issue. You get information about the rest of the family from the issue. Um, but there's more to be seen from this. There's more to, I guess, understand about... Again, it's issue one, so there's more to understand about how these monsters work and how she is able to more or less just ignore their presence entirely. Um, whether that be because there's something actually special about her, or because she's fundamentally an extremely broken person who can't fear, who can't feel fear anymore. <laughs> um, so that remains to be seen. But that's all I've got for comics for this week. So we'll see what comes up next time. Maybe I'll read comics by then. <laughs> um, you know what speaking on comics we're going to just jump around a little bit uh, just because we're in the comic headspace um, there's some really cool news about comics um, for me in my opinion at least uh, so there is going to be a new writer new head writer for Miles Morales moving forward uh, later I think either later this year or early next year um, and I believe both of us have at least picked up, I'm not sure if you read, um, their most recent comic series, and we both have just watched their first ever directorial debut, no, wait, directorial writing debut, writing debut for a TV show, um, mm -hmm. and that is uh, Cody Ziegler, who wrote the most recent episode of She-Hulk, uh, which, holy shit, we'll get to that later, <laughs> Um but it was announced that he is going to be the head writer for the uh, upcoming Miles Morales, not reboot, you know how it goes. They get to a storyline, they move to another person, and now it's Miles Morales Spider-Man number one again. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, it says he's the, the quote that has been really going around the most is that he wants that I want to bring Miles back to his roots. I want to put a, in, uh, and that he wanted to put a strong black woman in his life. Um, and obviously, you have his family and some of the mm -hmm. other people. And from what I've seen, some of the art and stuff that they posted, uh, it looks like that strong black woman that's going to be in his life is fucking Misty Knight. Uh, so, <laughs> hell yes. Um, but yeah, it comic-wise, if you've not heard the name, or if you have, hopefully, uh, you've read the most recent Spider-Punk run, because he is the one that wrote that. Mm -hmm. Um I am still collecting that run, so... I, I have it all. Again, I have to read it. Um, 
I've actually been following him on uh, social media for years at this point, which is funny. Um, it, it's funny the things like the artists and writers and stuff like that that I have followed for years that are now becoming well known in the other spaces that I already follow. Because um, mm-hmm. that's like uh, I don't know if the name will sound familiar to you at all. But there is a artist who online goes by Scrotum Nose. Um, and I followed him for years, and now he has worked on so many uh, Cartoon Network projects in the last couple of years that I'm like, holy shit, I know that guy, you know, <laughs> so in, a, in the sense. I feel like once you commit to Scrotum Nose, art is just your profession from that point forward. You don't have other options. <laughs> I mean, you do. Uh, <laughs> no, his his real name is Dave. Um yeah, he is uh he's currently the storyboard stu- storyboard supervisor for Craig of the Creek. He was previously storyboarder on uh, OKKO. Um both of which you sh- I highly recommend you watching. Um But yeah, super cool, awesome news when it comes to comics. I love I you know, my I we've talked about it before, the fact that I to me as a 33-year-old, as weird as it <laughs> sounds, Miles Morales was my Spider-Man. I didn't read Peter mm-hmm. Parker's Spider-Man comics. Um, I really took it as a, oh, Peter Parker's dead. Again, mm-hmm. I, I, let me put it again. I didn't really read many comics that were DC Marvel. I read Image and other like mm-hmm. uh, into more indie kind of comic stuff. So when people die in those, they usually stay dead. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, yeah, you know, because, you so know, they're small enough that they don't have to retcon entire universes to make yeah, new um, characters, and they haven't been running for hundreds mm-hmm. of years, eighty years, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, to me, I it was like, oh, Peter Parker's dead. There's a new Spider-Man. Let's start at him. Let's start with his number one, and I have his number one, um, like his first ever solo comic. Not, I do have his his first appearance too, but I mean, like his first mm-hmm. my name's on the or no i guess his name it was just a or uh ultimate spider-man ultimate that's right spider-man. yeah um but it was ultimate spider-man number one it's still in its little like plastic wrapper uh <laughs> that's where it should stay for the rest it of will stay forever <laughs> until um, you get a hard case for it <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it's it's nice to uh see him i i, I guess i'm just happy that miles the love for miles has never died down and I mean, hell, now I feel like it's stronger than ever, um, especially thanks Ooh. to Into the Spider-Verse. Um, Into the Spider-Verse came along, and I mean, Miles in and of himself, with all the writers who have touched his character, um, with the exception of maybe one very recently, <laughs> um, <laughs> they've all done pretty good work with him. <laughs> Which again, want to bring up the fact that I'm very glad that the <laughs> lead writer for uh, Miles Morales will be a black man. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't get yeah. by Odin's fade again. Yes, when by they. Odin's oh fade my god! And all other cringy associated lines. Um. No, I think. I think Miles Morales is a great character in his own right. He brings a new flavor to Spider-Man and all his iterations. Uh, Spider-Punk, at least in its new run that I've collected, is one of my favorite characters in Marvel. Yeah. Um, 
because he's not just a superhero who is like doing this because he's just got a tragic backstory or he's just got some kind of trauma that dro dro drove him to be a superhero. This is like a superhero who read the theory. <laughs> and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so like he's going after it because of that. <laughs> uh, fun, fun side note. Uh, Spider-Punk is going to be in the next uh, Spider-Verse movie that has been confirmed. I think not only by the actual uh, people working on the movie, but also by a shit ton of toy leaks, which, to... <laughs> so here's the thing. The thing about the toy leaks, they're going to happen because this movie was supposed to come out on my birthday this year. So that mm -hmm. stuff had to already be in production. Um, whether or not it's like just out there and able to be got, who fucking knows. Um, but no, I'm excited for everything. I want all of these things. Give them now. Let me... That's that's what I would use my eight billion genie wish to just fast, <laughs> to get the content I want right now, and, and enjoy it. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, yes, and then you literally just have a landfill worth of content outside your house because you can't physically fit it all inside. So, yep. you know, another fingers on the monkey call, monkey's paw curled. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, again, that's why I wouldn't wish for that. Jeez, Nate. Um, <laughs> You gotta think these things through. I've seen enough movies where wishes go bad, uh, really easily. Um, anyway, oh yeah, did I have a? I can't remember. Never mind. No, I don't have anything open that I was gonna bring into that. I thought I had a picture that I was gonna be like, look at the thing, but I'm not gonna do the thing because we don't need the thing right now. Nate, <sighs> did you watch Werewolf by Night? I didn't watch Werewolf. By Night. I knew you weren't gonna watch Werewolf by Night. <laughs> So there's a reason I didn't watch it, and that is because I am saving it for Halloween. For Halloween. Yeah. So you're saving it until the Monday after Extra Life. I mean, I may do it before Extra Life. The thing is, I again am not a huge fan of horror. Um, it's not horror. It's a Disney. It's a Marvel movie. I understand. It's supposed to be in that old, schlocky, you know, suspense horror style. Um, it's only rated TV 14. Okay. Well, you know, this one I may give a shot because it's them, them making, the, making the old new again, right? We haven't seen a lot of horror properties go back to that. And I think the, the best run of recent horror movies have been... Um, Fuck, why, why can't I remember his name all of a sudden? Jordan Peele. Yes, <laughs> Peele. Um, yeah. No, his movies have kind of been the best as far as horror and suspense go. Um, but I've never found a horror movie that also really actually scared me in the way that horror movies try to do. Um, if I did jump at something, it's because it was a cheap jump scare. Yeah. Um, but I've never found a horror movie where I'm like, oh, this is horrifying and dreadful and stuff. I remember going to see Hostel with Dave like a long, oh, long wow. time ago when Hostel was in theaters. Yeah. And we both laughed at this entire movie. Um, it wasn't until much later in my life where I found out that the events in Hostel are based on some real life actions that I begin to like actually see this movie in a different light. Mm. Did it scare me? No. It just straight up disgusted me at that point. I'm like, this is shock. This is shock horror. Yeah. Like, so. And I'm not always the biggest fan of that. Um, stuff like Nope. It, to, yes. It, to be honest, all the, the Jordan Peele movies 
are more up my alley as well as like um John Carpenter movies, John Carpenter horror cuz it's mm-hmm. it's not like I don't know how to describe it. It's not scary horror, I guess. I don't know. I I I can enjoy a scary thing. I like being scared things. Scary things. That's mm-hmm. you know, as somebody that is a a little scaredy cat, little little baby bitch, little cry baby bitch. Um I love that shit. Uh, do I also usually watch it with the lights on in the middle of the day? Yes, because again, <laughs> scared a cat, bitch. Um, well, I think for the most part, the reason I didn't watch Werewolf at Night is because I'm just not in the headspace for it right now. Um, Nate, it's been it's been Halloween since July. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the list. Um, <laughs> 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 no. But, uh, I mean, you obviously watched it, so what was it like? So, I will say, um, and no spoilers, obviously, trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible. Um, I went into this, obviously, just watching the trailers. The trailers do a really good job at hiding certain aspects of the movie. Um, But overall, I absolutely fucking love this. Um, I think Michael... Giacchino, Giacchino, however the fuck you say his last name, uh, for his directorial debut, fucking knocked it out of the park. I really hope, one, he gets to do more, maybe not so much with Marvel specifically. I mean, if he does, if he wants to do more like this, I'm all aboard, all on board. Um, I'm all aboard, all in, whatever. Um, they work. I'm all in on board. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> because he not he directed and he still did the music for this movie, which I think is fucking hilarious. Um, well, that's crazy to not only direct but also do a score for a film. Like. Yeah, but I mean, I think that makes it work so much better mm-hmm. for you to be because, like, you obviously have things like um, Baby Driver, where mm-hmm. Edgar Wright was like, "These are the songs I'm using," and people were like, mm-hmm. "You can't just pick those songs before you get." Just like, no, no, no. He picked the songs, made the movie around those songs, and made sure to get those songs in that movie. Um, and that's awesome. The fact that you are actually somebody that directed and scored the goddamn movie, that is mm-hmm. a synergy that you do not see often. Um, I don't know. I want to kind of look into it to see if that's ever happened before. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I really enjoyed his first foray into this, into directing. Um I also really am excited to see more of these kind of special presentations, special feature, however they described it, um, from Marvel. Because I think they're moving forward. We already have another one coming up in December with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, but I'm I'm hoping we get more of these kind of... Because this, this wasn't a full-length feature film in any way. This wasn't a series. It's a 55-minute short film, basically. Um mm-hmm. And I would love to see more of these character-focused, or at least hand-smaller-focused series, um, or movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple of people even talk about the fact that they, they thought this would be a good way of maybe introducing individual, or focusing on individual mutants coming in the future mm-hmm. with the X-Men. Uh, instead of having to have them just like, here's a movie with everybody, we could slowly weave in, like, here's some crossover kind of things. I could even see, to be honest, 
the thing that I'm I would love to see the most out of this is if they did um, these special special. So I can't remember. I want to know remember what it's called. Special feature. I think it's special feature. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see them doing team ups, like a one off team up movie kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Because we could even have like Werewolf by the the Werewolf by Night Moon Knight uh, mm. team up movie or some shit like that. Um, but I, I definitely really enjoyed the way that this was put out there. Really, it's like I said, fifty five minutes. It's nothing really could be taken out taken out of it. I would have loved to spend more time with it, but I think that just shows how good it was, in my opinion. <laughs> um, the well, it's a good thing that they can condense it into a runtime like yeah that. yeah um the fact that it sticks with that black and white like the entire that it's not just for the trailers because i know some people were like oh it's probably just a trailer thing um they stay in the like old school black and white hard stylistic mm-hmm. look to it um and because of that I, like I said earlier that it is a TV 14 they are able to get away with being so much more violent without mm-hmm. it being considered more mature because while there's literal blood that is gushing mm-hmm. and flies at the screen because it's black and white it doesn't get classified <laughs> the same way no seriously so they are able to be so much oh. more visceral with these kills and things and I think that's fucking hilarious um oh. I get that entirely because we've seen the parallel in video games where, at least in some older titles, if, you know, there were, like, alpha and beta shots of games that had, at least at the time, what were considered realistic blood effects. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the ESRB came back and said, well, this is too much, you've got to tone it down, or we're going to slap your game with, like, an M or an AO rating even. And this was back in the day when, like, no store would carry an AO-rated game. <laughs> yeah, was it? I um, feel like what was wasn't there like one that actually made it to Switch or Nintendo or to Wii? Wasn't it like I think so. Mad World. I forget what it was. I know there were M-rated games that actually got banned in certain places, and basically that de facto reclassified them as AO, like Manhunt, for example. Manhunt. That was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. A lot of these games, what they did is they simply just changed the color of blood and changed enemy types to match that. So it's yeah. like, instead of killing people, now you're killing aliens who have, like, pink and blue and purple blood. Yeah. That being said, we also got Halo, where that was literally the case, and they still made it an M-rated game. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Which because... It's probably less for the blood and more for Katana, but... <laughs> true. This is very true. Um... God, I keep seeing this clip happening online. Um... But no, I uh, back to the movie real quick. Just it, um, you know, no, I don't want to talk about it too much more because of anything else. I want to talk about what actually happens in the movie. I'm like, nope, don't want to talk about it. It's good. It's really good. It's on Disney Plus. Um, go check it out. Like I said, 55 minutes, not much time. Pretty, pretty good. Eat quick, in and out. Watch time. Uh, you know, if you don't get a chance to watch it before next week. Fuck it, whatever. You can't even fit it in, whatever. <laughs> Maybe wait until after She-Hulk. Who knows? Um, it's up to you. There's so much TV coming out right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to... We I So, 
I I don't know if you noticed. I just set up in the um in our in the Space Time Taco Discord, uh, anime book club, um, yeah. which will be a separate basically dis what because it's called a what is it called a thread? How do they describe it? It's forum. forum forum channel. I have a forum channel specifically set up for this because we are about to enter and we already have started uh, entering um, one of the most anime heavy popular i should say popular mm-hmm. anime heavy months of the year because we have mob psychos back bleach is coming back chainsaw man literally is tomorrow i, I think so. um spy family's back there's a handful of other things that are back or brand new and coming out uh and i feel like this is the perfect time to be like hey let's have a focused area for these discussions kind of thing and not just mm-hmm. spoiler 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 everywhere which this is why we did it on this thing because you can make the title and then you can put all the spoilers you want in there because people have to click on it to actually see it uh- <laughs> <laughs> um but no i yeah it we are whew, entertainment man there's so much of it it's it's impossible <laughs> to consume all of it uh, it's almost like it's a whole industry or something. I know, jeez, <laughs> multi-layered, multifaceted, all of that fun shit. Um, well, so yeah, Nate, you didn't watch, you didn't watch Werewolf by Night, but did you watch She-Hulk? Yes, I watched She-Hulk. And we are one. We have one more episode. That's it, and then yep. the season's over. Um, top level non-spoilery talk on it. What'd you think? How do you feel about the episode? Uh, I love this episode. I loved everything about this episode. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the episode is the way it made me felt afterward, which was very bad for Jen. <laughs> oh my god, that the the final again, no spoilers on it yet. Except all I will say is the final look, her final look in that that, that episode. Mm-hmm. It like you feel the dread from her. Um, but. I mean, as far as the events of it go, what happens near the ending, um, kind of is reminiscent. It's kind of Bruce's "I told you so" moment. <laughs> like, yeah, he kind of said to her, "Like, look, this is not as easy as you think it is." And the moment you, you know, reach the moment you cross over that line, um, people are going to see you differently. <laughs> And it really is, it's one of those situations where, for the audience, and I I fucking hope so for the majority of the audience, what what her decision is justified, and I I understand it, Mm -hmm. Um, it just, it is a horrible position for her to be in, right as we're going into the final episode, and it's like, we have half an hour to figure out how the fuck this wraps up, and that scares me. Um... (laughs) They this She Hulk basically followed. I know you don't know this mm-hmm. Game of Rules, Game of Thrones rules, which is the second to last episode of the season is the biggest, most impactful episode of the season, um, mm-hmm. and then the final episode happens and it's like whatever, fucking who cares. Um, <laughs> so it really is like I with everything that happened in this one episode, you're like, holy shit, how is this season going to end? Um, mm-hmm. And have we gotten greenlit for another season yet? Because I want this continue. <laughs> I want this continuously forever. Um, <laughs> let it go until she's like, "Yeah, I'm done." Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, towards the way the episode made me feel, feel of course, was bad for Jen, 
And I think the reason that we got to that point is the rest of the episode, again, no spoilers, builds her up very quickly. (laughs) Like, she is far more confident. We get some major reveals in this episode. Um, All kinds of great things happen to Jen until this one moment. Yeah. And the thing is, even they set that up because in just a couple minutes, you can sort of see the clock winding down to that final break. Um, And it sucks. It's tragic for her as a character. But again, it is Bruce's I told you so moment. And in this case, at least as far as the MCU is concerned, we see a reversal in Bruce's journey as a Hulk versus Jen's journey as a Hulk is Jen didn't have to go through that period where she basically lost her mind every time she transformed and then had to sort of find a way to meld her personalities together. Yeah. Um, She just always was Jen. Sometimes she just looked like She-Hulk. Yes. But, you know, Bruce had the exact opposite of that, of learning how to be comfortable being a Hulk. Um, Jen has always been comfortable in that, but now realizes that there is sort of a razor's edge there there's a certain bar that can't be crossed (laughs) and it's one of those i've seen a couple of people online say that they feel like it's oh now her she-hulk personality is taken over and i'm like i i don't see that i think it really is just she let herself be angry she let herself be angry as jen just again in her she-hulk form well, yes. I mean, it's part of giving... The the thing that we've always seen through Hulk stories is that sort of struggle with giving into the power that you're given. You are a Hulk. You're a nigh-indestructible being mm-hmm. um, at a certain point. And we know that the struggle that Bruce has in particular is we know the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. But the angrier he gets, the more he loses control. Yeah. Um, and that's that isn't saying that's something unique to the Hulk that exists with normal people. <laughs> um, and so for Jen, it's now at this point where she under, I hopefully she understands at least we don't know. Cause we don't know what the next episode is going to be, but she's beginning to understand is she's been given a ton of power and she can't afford to do those things. Not just because, Oh, people will see me as this crazy monster, but because, like, I almost risked hurting people I care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. I'm, like, on the fence. On, I think I'm going to wait until we're just at the end of the series to do, like, a full-on spoiler talk. Um, just, like, a side episode kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this episode. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be probably the number one on number one spot for everybody's episode of this entire show show uh for multiple reasons um mostly a, a, a ketchup and mustard colored reason um <laughs> we knew that that's not really spoilers that's in all the trailers yes this mm-hmm. is finally the daredevil episode uh and i the one thing i will say that isn't spoilery is we still do not know the canonicity of the Netflix series. Now, there are people that are arguing that, hey, because the the music sting happened, it's canon. I'm like, that is stupid. That's not enough reason. Um, (laughs) The thing I look at the most, as dumb as it sounds, is the chronological MCU timeline on Disney+. (laughs) Because 
if this was canon, after this episode premiered, it would have been the the original Netflix series would have just been added into that timeline. Um, mm-hmm. I say it because Werewolf by Night is at the end. It is according to the MCU timeline the most up to date thing that happens. Um, mm-hmm. So, come on. We don't know. <laughs> are they still Daredevil? Are they still Kingpin? Yes. Are they the ones that existed within the Netflix universe? I don't fucking know. There are certain things that both of those characters portray that they never portrayed in the original series. So it's up in the air. Well, I think for Marvel at this point, it's about what those actors mean to those characters. Yeah. All right. Is the guy who is playing Matt Murdock, who is playing Daredevil, um, there is no one else currently that they could cast fresh that audience is going to recognize and be able to say that person fits this role. Yeah. Right. Dropping, dropping mm-hmm. Charlie Cox and um, Vincent D'Onofrio back into their characters was a perfect idea uh, because and, they are recognizable as those you see them and you're like, Oh, you yes. were, ne- you were these characters three years ago. It was probably and, like 10 years ago at this fucking point, but whatever. Vincent D'Onofrio as a person already looks like a thumb. So, Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> no, he's he's actually a really. I don't think people recognize this about Vincent D'Onofrio. He's an extremely, extremely talented actor with an amazing range. Oh yeah. When I, it took me watching Jurassic World twice to even recognize that he was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I put that on like, uh, hair and makeup a little bit. I mean, yes, it was very much hair and makeup, but it's also like, I watched it the second time, I'm like, wait a second, the bad guy's Vincent D'Onofrio. Hey, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody cares about fucking Jurassic World. I I went back and looked at, like, his IMDb and his acting history and all this other stuff, and he's he's got range, man. Um, And so, of course, because of his physical appearance and the fact that he also does sort of like, he doesn't go to the extremes like Christian Bale does, but he has done body transformation, transformations for roles. So for him to really do this for Kingpin, like get big, and on top of that having to wear a big ass suit, like, and fill that out somehow, like, he's just good. He's good at what he does. And yeah. I don't think anybody else is really fit to play Kingpin right now. Um. Yep. That's where we, that's yeah, where we I mean, have to leave. <laughs> so, and I was going to say we we'll see both uh, both of them, um, Kingpin and Daredevil return in Echo, uh, mm-hmm. which will be I believe comes out next year, and then followed by Daredevil Born Again, um, which hell yeah. Uh, and I don't know if we talked about it. I don't think it had come out last time we recorded, but um, there's also been rumors that a Hero for Hire movie is in the works. Um, now it could be a full-on movie, or it could be one of these special features. I'm just saying, <laughs> special presentations. I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. I think the special presentation format works in certain cases. Not everything needs to be a grand theatrical release or a spectacle. And the other thing that movies have a hard time with, of course, is justifying their runtime in the first place. Especially when you're sitting down watching like a three-hour movie and you're asking yourself, like, did this need to be three hours of stuff? <laughs> And I don't know, that happened 
I think that most recently happened with things like Endgame for me. Is I did not know if that movie needed to be three hours long. I mean, it didn't really, but I still loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Special presentation. It's called a special presentation. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like the idea. Um, we only have one of them so far, like I said. Hopefully we'll get more later. Uh, I mean, sorry. We only have two that we know of so far. Hopefully we'll get more later. Um, yeah. But the reason why I bring it up is because that, along with that, most likely that means we are seeing the return of um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I am still in the Finn Jones should not return mindset, but if they give him time, if they actually focus and get him trained up, maybe he'll be okay. I I think my issue is, and you never found out about this because you didn't watch Game of Thrones again. Um, what we've all learned after Game of Thrones is that none of the characters from none of the actors from Game of Thrones can fucking act. Um, maybe like <laughs> maybe like three of them, because uh, hmm. Peter Dinklage is incredible, uh, <laughs> and so is uh, uh, fuck. What's her name? Oh, it's Mike and Gwendolyn Christie is pretty great. And uh, the one that plays Cersei isn't bad either. Oh, duh. And I almost forgot about fucking um, Mando. Yeah. <laughs> My mind's bucking on his name right now. I'm really upset. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. My mind just... I just thought about it. He did one of those like interview lie detector test things and uh there's a line from it where he just says he tells the audience you can call me daddy because uh, <laughs> i can't remember his name he is to play cersei yes thank you anyway that's it's <laughs> game of thrones is done i haven't watched that the new season series i know a lot of people that are watching that have never watched game of thrones so nate you might be able to get into it uh <laughs> i don't know like one of my discords has a whole dedicated channel just house of dragons right now mm-hmm. and i'm like y'all do your thing i guess i really don't care that much you don't want to watch house of house of dargons <laughs> no i mean i get what it is it's like a medieval political kind of series like i've heard enough about game of thrones i've read enough about game of thrones to understand the premise of it you forgot about the incest well, yes, the incest is there, yeah. too. <laughs> that kind of comes part and parcel with, with its theme. <laughs> um, yeah. But Oh, yeah, politics, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh-huh. thing that I never liked about it is the way it rides its aesthetic line somewhere between realistic metal, medieval and, like, high J.R.R. Tolkien fantasy. Is I just, like, either go all in or stay out, keep out of it, like... Don't give me dragons and then tell me that, like, the only other fantastical creatures that exist in this universe are all somehow evil and all out to kill everyone all the time. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, oh, no. God damn it. Sorry. I scrolled down on, t- on, on TikTok, on Twitter, and somebody shared... That's a terrible idea. Somebody shared Doom running inside Notebook at 60 FPS. <laughs> Oh, and, you know, because I have... Can I get it without audio? There's just, like, a little cult of people out there who will port Doom to anything. 
This looks like absolutely Oh my horrible. goodness. I I I don't I love technology, man. It is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I mean Jesus Christ. <laughs> you missed sorry, I don't know if you saw it, but he wrote I on it. I'm, I'm not, not good at dude. dude. <laughs> I'm not good at dude either. I feel you, man. It's this just... is... Oh, I like he said the footage is not sped up. I have not modified the code of notebook at all. This is fully playable, interactive, live, zero fakery. This is exactly what it looks like. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> there really is just a cult of people out there who are determined to port Doom to everything. What can we put it on next? Um God damn, that's ridiculous. <sighs> Alright, Nate. I don't think... Oh, I guess you could talk about that. I forgot that we even had that. I was going to get to the all the news and shit. Oh, no, don't ignore that. Oh, thanks, you reorganized the news. <laughs> also, I'm not talking about this because it is way too spoilery. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I'm just going to do that. <laughs> It's it's got way too much. It's it's one of those hey we released a trailer showing too much and we shouldn't have done this kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Side note, hey guess what? Black Panther tickets went on sale without any fucking fanfare and we thankfully got some for opening night. Uh -huh. And by mm -hmm. we I mean Kim and I. I don't know. Nate probably won't see it for a week. Um, I'm trying to get tickets. Well, I'm trying to get tickets to it with a group of people, but mm -hmm. they're like going back and forth about which theater are we going to see it at and so on and so forth. So at this rate, I might say fuck it and get a ticket to go see it myself i'm telling um, you some of the best movie experiences i have is just me seeing a movie by myself i also need some more white clothing to go see this movie in now <laughs> true <laughs> if you aren't head to toe in white i'll be very upset with you look it's not, it's white clothing or we will accept like licensed black panther merchandise and nothing else <laughs> okay nate do you go head to toe dressed as Black Panther? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no for this reason is I can't tell who's inside that suit. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously uh, Angela Bassett. Um, <laughs> I love somebody posted the, there was a one of the shots that first shot that you see whoever's in the Black Panther the the in movie one of the in movie because I'm saying one we don't know uh, mm -hmm. Black Panthers um, has some cake and somebody's like that's some that's some Bassett ass uh, <laughs> that's I seriously the people fucking internet I love the internet and I hate the internet mm -hmm. at the same time oh Speaking of which, we're going to get to a thing that we're going to talk about hating the internet for existence. But hey, Nate, CD Project Red, CD mm -hmm. Project Red, uh, had a lot to say. Uh, they had quite a lot to say. So everyone knows from other news or even our last podcast that Cyberpunk 2077 got a major resurgence of playership after Edge Runners um, came out. Um, I actually beat Cyberpunk. Uh, just last night, actually. Um, so I did a whole playthrough of the game, did a lot of extra side content, explored a lot of what the game has to give you. <laughs> did, what did you buy that on? Is that on PC or did you buy it on Xbox? I bought it on PC. 
fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, they did add a new feature with a new patch, which allows you to uh, cross over your saves between platforms. No, um, you know, you know why I asked if you bought our own Xbox. Yes. Because <laughs> then I wouldn't have to. Uh... <laughs> no. Um, that being said, I, I mean, I won't get into much of the game, but what CDPR did do is release this. They did this big announcement video, um, basically. So this was shortly after one of their earnings calls where they get all their investors together, all their major players together, and they talk about what's coming up. Um, so they went through a lot of stuff, actually. Um, yeah. So to start with here, we have something called Project Hadar, which is we have no details about this. We just have the code name, which is Hadar. It's a whole new IP coming from CD Project Red. They haven't said what it's going to be. They haven't said what the theme of it is, anything about it. Just, hey, it's coming up. It's new IP. Um, as far as more details go, what they did give us is details on other projects they're working on. So we've got Project Sirius, which is a Witcher game from a development studio called The Molasses Flood. So this is CD Projekt actually finally sort of giving some creative control over to a different studio of The Witcher series. It's not full control. It's not, hey, we're letting you make, like, Witcher 4, but it's, we're letting you make a Witcher title. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have... Project Polaris, which is supposedly going to be a whole new Witcher trilogy from CD Projekt Red. So they've already got a trilogy like roadmap that they're trying to work on. Um, in my opinion, I don't think that's the best move. They're kind of doing like an Ubisoft with this of we're not going to make a game unless we can make it into a franchise kind of thing. And I even see I that they have it. Um, they're aiming, all three games are aimed to be delivered within a six year period. And I'm like, ooh, I, who... Yeah. Given how buggy the original Witcher was on launch, or Witcher 3, I should say, was on launch, um, I I just don't see this as the best move. I think they need to rein it in a little bit. That being said, they're going off of their proprietary engine, the Red Engine, and they're moving over to Unreal because yeah. of their sort of dealings with Epic. A lot of people, I think, have been moving over. Um <clears throat> I will say the third thing, the third Witcher-related thing, is what interests me the most. Mm -hmm. And so that is Project Canis Majoris, um, which is an open-world Witcher RPG. This is actually coming from a third party. They haven't announced which third party that is. Yeah. Um, Ex-Witcher veterans is what it has, says on their, their tweets. Yeah. I, I assume what they've done is set up sort of a side studio where they pulled people in who worked on projects like Witcher 1, 2, and 3 and said, hey, we want you to, you guys are, you know, the old guard of this series. We want to see what you can do with it now. Um, that being said, when they say it's a story-driven open-world RPG, I mean, that's what the Witcher franchise is. So we don't know if it's going to be, you know, the action-y combat we got in the original Witcher series or if it's going to be more of that Here's strictly an RPG, turn-based, systemic Ooh, combat. No, I don't, don't make it. Please. Don't I don't think they'll go that way because that that gameplay style has a niche mar market now. Before that was the only way you could do an RPG. Now it's not. So <laughs> I don't think they'll do that. Um, we've already kind of got this announcement, for, but for those of you who didn't know, there is an expansion coming to pro to uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and that is called Phantom Liberty. From what we got in the trailer, it's a very short trailer, but it appears that you as V, with Johnny still inside your head, are going to be doing some work for the NUSA in this game. And 
I won't go into a lot of detail about it, but the NUSA is exactly what it sounds like. The new United States of America, which was formed sometime after this event in the cyberpunk universe called the collapse. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> so you may be doing something on that end. We don't know. We don't know if it's going to have new map areas to explore. We don't know anything about it. All we got was a trailer. <laughs> um, and then the last thing they did was Project Orion. Project Orion is the official announced at this point confirmed sequel for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, whether that means it's going to take place in Night City as it is, or maybe another part of the Cyberpunk universe, we don't know. Um, I am hoping, at the very least, it will be an updated Night City. I'm hoping it jumps a little bit further in the future, because after 2077... That is the end of Cyberpunk's history as far as really any of the like lore heads are concerned. There is no more that Mike Pondsmith has written that continues oh. the universe after 2077. Like there isn't a 2078 and up <laughs> to go. Um, the story very much is the end of 2077 as far as we know. Um, and that story ends in multiple different ways depending on what you decided to do at the end of the game um but we'll we'll have to see where it goes from there if it continues if there's any mention of v in the new games or anything like that i'm sure we'll hear about that in short order um but there's a lot more lore buried in old cyberpunk stuff and that's kind of where they got the idea to make 2077 from anyway mm -hmm. that they can just go bananas with it i mean we were let down by a lot of the promises that cdp project made for 2077 there's still a lot of stuff that, that game is missing that they initially promised um and so i hope this gives the development team room to expand upon those promises and try to catch up with some of the stuff that was missing from the original title mm -hmm. um so we'll have to see where it goes from there but that's everything they announced um i can't say i'm like on the hype train or anything like that um CD Projekt Red, all I can say is good luck in your future endeavors and hopefully you deliver some some new and good experiences for the rest of us down here at the bottom. <laughs> Maybe I'll play one of them and enjoy them. Um, yeah. That's cool. I like, It's nice to see. I It is fun seeing a, a, a developer's roadmap. Um, again, like we were saying, might be overreaching a bit. Um, I like the fact that there are they are talking about at least two of the projects being third party, given to other studios kind of thing. Um, the fact that they're doing an, they they announced a whole new Witcher trilogy internally as well as a spinoff um, or a sequel or whatever. Um, on top of the fact that like hey third IP, that's I feel like that's a lot. Uh, I mean, and I f unless they are planning like a huge expansion of their company, I feel like it's going to be a while before we see that. Because I mean, if you think about it, my mind thinks in terms of Bethesda. Bethesda has mm -hmm. their two main main games that they focus on being the Fallout series and the the uh, Elder Scrolls series. And now, after years, they've decided to add a third third main IP that I think the way that they talk about Starfield makes it feel like they want to move forward with that being a consistent coming back to it kind of world um, but they also have one already a big enough company with multiple studios within them on top of now they have the Microsoft support uh, mm -hmm. 
And I think is it is it CD Projekt Red? Are they do they have their Epic support, right? They are in part supported by Epic, yeah. yes. Um, so they're in part supported by Epic. They're in part supported by good old games, GOG. What about Tencent? Um, <laughs> Tencent, no. Um, I mean, there, there's there's two ways that this could go, right? There are really three ways this can go. This can go phenomenally well, and by some stroke of luck, they pull together all the resources they need to make these things happen and make them all very good products, right? Mm-hmm. The sort of middle option is... They kind of pull it off. We get a bunch of delays for these projects announced because, I mean, to do a Witcher trilogy, like you said, in six years, even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's two years per game for development, right? Um, and so when you start pushing release windows like that, I see delays in the future of that project. <laughs> um, and then the third option, of course, is it can all go completely catastrophically wrong. Um, and the fact that CDPR, there's no way they can pull together this number of resources. No one's going to invest in these projects um, because they're such a long way off. Yeah. Um, so, and they really need to, I think what CDPR really needs to hear and what they've been hearing from the community is rein in your ambition a bit. Stop making, stop giving into the Peter Molyneux syndrome where you make these lofty claims about your game and then don't deliver on them. And even worse, not only do you not deliver on those promises, you release a fundamentally broken product that you then have to fix later. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it isn't till now, till patch 1.6 and 1.7, that the game is in what I would consider to be a playable state without any like immersion breaking stuff going on. Um, and so, and that being said, Cyberpunk 2077 still isn't like some amazing 10 out of 10 masterpiece of a game. It's it's, it's not Witcher 3 level of, of no. like, per, quote unquote perfection. No. I mean, the storytelling is frankly mediocre. The gameplay is bog standard shooter RPG stuff um, with a few unique elements thrown in there. So it's not like this is like a game meant to blow people out of the water, but that's what they were promising and that's what they didn't deliver. So rein in that ambition a bit. Don't make these lofty promises that you know you can't keep. Um, and keep the ones you do make, and I think they'll be okay. <laughs> All right. So there's one thing that I just want to mention, and kind of it's like it falls into a this is why certain things just shouldn't be done anymore or done the way they are. Uh, Twitch, TwitchCon is happening this weekend. Is I think it's officially done now. I think today was the last day. Um, been seeing a lot of people just complain about the entire, how everything's been put together, how it's handled. Uh, I know there was a lot of backlash because they were not requiring masks or proof of vaccination initially. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know if that ever changed because of the outcry. I doubt it. Um, but just today, and this is not the only person that has come out about being injured during this, um, there was an incident. There is a foam pit, foam pit at TwitchCon. And you know, when you think foam pit, you think, you know, pretty deep, you can jump into it. Scrooge McDuck, duck into a it. hive of scum and villainy, literally. What? Really? <laughs> Why? What? Okay, so you already said there's no mass mandate, no vaccination mandate. What is foam known to do? Oh well, that... shit. <laughs> you would, yeah, you, you would hope so. 
Um, You've got a bunch of sweaty micro-celebs diving into this thing all day long. (laughs) Here's the problem with it. They can't dive into it, because guess what? It's not a foam pit. It It is a concrete floor with some foam on top of it. Um, which resulted in multiple injuries for multiple people across the board. Uh, But at this point where it's most traction is coming in is um, uh, streamer. And we're only going to talk about streaming because she's retired from other things. Um, Streamer Adriana Chechik uh, actually broke her back and now has to get a metal rod placed in, uh, have surgery to have a metal rod in for support. Um, because she tragic on the other hand that much closer to being wolverine so Mm, i don't think (laughs) that's not the way to look at it um i'm not going to show it because i mean i mean it's not really i'm just not going to show it because that's not something i put on things um somebody getting hurt we're not going to yeah i don't show that kind of shit uh it's horrible, and I've seen so many people being like, this seems like the easiest possible way of having lawsuits brought against you. Um, so I feel like TwitchCon is going to have to deal with some shit. Um, well, nobody tell Ninja, and tell him to go ahead first. Isn't Ninja not Twitch anymore? Isn't he YouTube only? I don't Does I don't Ninja? Know. I don't. Is Ninja relevant still? I don't know. I know Dream is relevant because he finally showed his face. I just know that uh, I don't like Ninja <laughs> for multiple reasons. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is he one of the ones that said the N-word and tried to get away with it? He is. Okay. And, like, not just... He did this more than... He said a lot of things on his in his content that are, are uncouth. Um, he falls into that category being like, I don't say these things in real life. I only say it when I game. I'm like, hmm. Oh, no. He he actually wrote a freaking book, like has has a published book, and in it, I mean this had some controversy surrounding it because in this book, it kind of plays to the sentiment of the stream, which is like, if you're not good at games, then it's because you're not trying hard enough. Oh, and wow. so it became like this big accessibility debate. <laughs> Isn't he also the one that said he wouldn't stream with other with other women because? his mm-hmm. he, he thought it was like cheating on his wife or some bullshit like that i don't yes I, I think you said something like that but regardless of that um twitchcon like why though <laughs> we are don't don't put ball pits we already know that's a bad idea um yeah. so let's let's avoid any kind of pit if it's not an actual pit for one thing um but no, that sucks. I feel bad for all the people that have been injured. Because it's not just one. It's not just her. It's been multiple things. I've seen multiple posts. Um, some people have broken things. Some people have sprained things. Somebody, I think they popped their knee out. Um, yeah. There's one acceptable kind of pit at any convention. And that is... The, the mosh pit. pit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, people even get hurt in mosh pits. What are you talking about? <laughs> mosh pits, if you are at a good place, if it is a good kind of show... That is one of the safest places to be. Yes. I'm just saying. Mo- the, a mosh pit, uh, what's that thing? The etiquette. There's some etiquette mm-hmm. to that shit. People people care. You take care of others. You don't yes. j- leave a couple of foam blocks for you to m- smack your ass on the fucking concrete. Um, <laughs> Jesus, hell. Uh, anyway, from one one major issue to... 
See, you know what? Not a major issue. There's one issue. There's a single issue with this next topic, and it's our last topic, and we're going to focus on it for not too long, because, hey, we're already... Hey, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, Nate, we finally got it. We finally got the first teaser trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I loved everything about it up until, like, the last 30 seconds. No, 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 no. The last 30 seconds had some really good stuff in it. There's a segment where it happens to have the titular character in it that are upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowser. First of all, let's, let's go off with all the good stuff. Visually, fucking excited. This looks fantastic. I am so yes. happy with every how everything looks so far. Um, Bowser looks great. Jack Black's Bowser voice, fantastic. Sounds like he put a lot of work into this, and I'm excited. Um, lesser on the putting in work on it, like I said, the last couple of seconds of the trailer, uh, we got a very little snippet of Luigi, Charlie Day's mm-hmm. Luigi, and yes, it does kind of sound just like Charlie Day, but again, it's just him yelling. We don't know what his actual voice is going to be. Um, it's, we, it's always yelling. It's, Charlie it's, Day doesn't know how to speak. It's I love. <laughs> here's the thing. I fucking love Charlie Day. That's why <laughs> there's like the we'll get to it again. Um, Charlie Day. If if Charlie Day is just doing Charlie Day's voice as Luigi, I'll be happy. Because um, I can see him being Luigi. He's playing a scaredy cat. The scene we have is literally him running from quote unquote zombies, mm-hmm. dry bones. Um, and I'm, I'm like, who? I see that, and I'm like, I'm in. I was already in. I was already in. They almost lost me at a halfway point. Um, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Sounds good. Did a voice. Look, did some work. Kind of has that like raspiness to him like Toad does. Uh, and then we get Mario in. Chris Pratt is talking. Uh, at it's one point... Very- at- at one point, it does sound like Chris Pratt is italicized for a split second. Um, yes. I'm not sure what game. At another though. point, it's, I mean, he bounces between accents so much in just a few short lines. He goes from, hey, this is just me, Chris Pratt, being normal, to, hey, I'm from Jersey, and also Boston, and also Italy. So, <laughs> You've never been to New Boston, Italy? Um, <laughs> God damn. Um... No, I am 90% excited for this movie. The 10% is all on him. He is the worst part. I'm upset we didn't get to see Peach or hear Peach. Um, Whoever does the voice for the Penguin King, phenomenal. I, I, it sounded so fucking familiar. Uh, voice of Penguin Super Mario Brothers movie. Let's see. Oh, it's Kari Payton. Really? Yeah, that explains it. Of course he sounds awesome. Well, he sounds amazing, and he's the most dripped out character we see in the whole trailer, so... The fucking crap! <laughs> there was someone posted Did a meme hear? earlier today that I just cracked up at. They said, flightless bird, my ass this bird flies out. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All in on that. Um, yeah, again, everybody sounds fantastic. Everything... Oh, sorry. Almost everybody sounds fantastic. Everything looks fantastic, 100%. Like, even, um, I tweeted about it, but I I really love the fact that this is an Illumination film, and they don't look like Illumination humans. They actually have more of the Nintendo look to them than anything they've done um, Mm -hmm. 
with their characters. Uh, no. And I, that was my big, I think, one of my biggest fears. Like, they can do creatures, and they'll look fine, um, but their humans always look a little off. Mm. Well, all I know is if this movie, I know Nintendo has, like, their hands hovering over this movie constantly, and uh, I feel like if the movie bombs, someone's going to have to uh, write an essay, and the only thing that happens immediately after you write one of those is uh, Sepiko. So... <laughs> <laughs> um. No, yeah. Uh, super excited. The one thing I did want to talk about with it is... I can't remember if this was before. I think it was before we started recording. We don't know the full plot. Um, it mm-hmm. very much seems like Mario has never... No, it, it is 100%. Mario's never been here before. Mario's never been in the in the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, so this could fall into one of two things. Either it's a normal isekai, where... Mario is a plumber. He's a construction worker. He's a plumber. He does all these odd jobs. He deals with giant monkeys terrorizing uh, cities and stealing his girlfriend. Um, Which we know Cranky Kong, who is the original Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong are both in this movie. Um, So who fucking knows? Uh, And then he just stumbles into... He's probably doing some pipe work. I mean, the original Mario Brothers game is literally him dealing with Koopas. So I could see it being like, oh, he fell into one of the pipes he's working on. And bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, shit. Mushrooms. Uh (laughs) One of the most popular isekai of the most recent recent history, in most recent history. The guy gets transported to another world by just picking up a manga in a library. So... Are we talking about Shield Hero? Yes. Yeah, okay. I love the fact that all the people aren't from the main... It's, like, not all from regular yes, they're Earth. they different Japans. Yeah. Um, that was so funny to me. Uh, but no, uh, it's either that, either a normal thing, or Illumination could go the dumbest route that could possibly go, where... Uh, it's a self-aware movie where Chris Pratt in real life as a some character gets pulled into the world of Mario because he's playing a game and go the like shitty shittiest possible story route where it's like oh, I'm Chris Pratt that is I I, I am John so and so that has been transported to this world but I know about this world because I played Mario as a kid um <laughs> if it's that I, I will literally walk out of the theater and ask for my free ticket back um Sorry, uh, no additional cost ticket. <laughs> I'm be I've been yelled at for calling things free when I pay for a subscription service. Free. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. At no additional cost. Um, I don't know. Mm. Again, it it looks great. It sounds great. Almost completely. Uh, <laughs> there's there's more to be seen. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think this movie is. This movie is nowhere near close to done yet. Um, I mean, it better be. It comes out of my birthday next year. Well, yeah. I mean, as far as there is work that they can put into it to refine yeah. some elements of it, right? Yeah, they um, could find another person to re- re-record all of Mario's <laughs> cat voicing. If they, they absolutely could. If they can reanimate Sonic in three months... Mm-hmm. I mean, here's, here's the hilarious part, is so... You can watch the trailer in Italian, actually. I think it was the French and, one that it was better or something. No, I would say even the Italian one is better than the English trailer. 
um, <laughs> by far. Um, for whatever reason, even when speaking a language that I don't, I will never completely understand, as much as I like Italian as a language, there are words I can pick out because I took a Spanish class in high school, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it just sounds more authentic to the character. And just almost every foreign language sounds more authentic to the char character than what Chris Pratt is putting down right now in the recording room. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's it's embarrassing to say that, the fact that our version may be the worst version of the movie. <laughs> There's part of me that would love to... Because, you know, obviously, yes, it's being made by Illumination. This is going to be dubbed. It's going to be dubbed in Japanese. I want to watch it in Japanese. <laughs> I want to watch a subtitled version of this fucking movie. Or I will I will pay extra to only hear everyone else's English voice. And then it cuts to Japanese every time Mario talks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just, I don't know. I mean, people were already sort of haranguing the movie when Chris Pratt was announced as being cast in the role in the first place. Um, I mean, to date, I mean, if we're talking about theatrical releases, this is the second Super Mario Brothers movie to hit theaters. Yeah, and so it very much can be the second best. Yes, and so, I mean considering that the first one deviated so much from the source material to the point that there are still people to this day who cannot stand to watch that movie. I love it. I love it because I detach it from Mario entirely. It is, it is one of my favorite movies. It is so bad. It is incredible. It is so bad, but it's like, what if, what if Mario was cyberpunk <laughs> is what that movie is. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so the real question i guess the main question is do you think that this movie will be as good as what is very obviously the best video game adaptation movie so far i really don't think so you don't think it can hold up to angry birds <laughs> somehow i fuck knew everybody I sonic I had Sonic in one part of my head and Angry Birds in the other because you keep bringing that up every time. Have you wa have you watched Angry Birds? I have not watched Angry Birds. I will watch it. Watch Angry Birds and you will understand why it is the best video game movie. <laughs> but not Angry I, Birds two. That one was okay. If we're going with popular opini opinion and Sonic being the most fleshed out, realized video game adaptation in recent memory, do I think it holds a candle to Sonic from what I've seen so far? It's a huge maybe. Um, what about Detective will... Pikachu? Detective Pikachu, again, is a big maybe. Detective Pikachu falls in that world of we are going to insert video game stuff into a real world setting. And Sonic does too. So, whereas <laughs> Pokemon, the, the thing I give, the, the thing I give credit to mm -hmm. Detective Pikachu is, one, it's based off of an already existing game. Um, mm -hmm. to a certain extent and it is set within the Pokemon world while Sonic yeah. again arguably one of the best live or one of the best video game adaptations um, mm -hmm. deviates so far from uh, weirdly enough though Sonic does exist within a human world um, mm. but it kind of plays more into the Sonic is in another world and happens to come into this world um, yes. 
And we get a reverse isekai in that case. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, God damn it. Both times. Man, I cannot wait for Sonic 3. It's going to be so fucking good. Because uh, <laughs> that's right. We, we're far enough out. And I don't fucking care. I can't wait. I want to know who they're going to get the voice shadow. <laughs> it's going to be just Christian look. Bale. It's going to be Christian Bale, right? It's got to be Christian Bale. It could be Christian Bale. Or you could just let Idris Elba do both roles. No. No. Um, <laughs> I saw an article. Sorry, that just reminded me of an article. You don't need. You don't need a talent like Christian Bale to play Shadow. Just, just find any like sixteen-year-old kid still living. We didn't need basement. Idris fucking Elba to be Knuckles, and we got that. But was was the movie any worse off when Idris Elba was cast as Knuckles? No, that's <laughs> why I'm saying Christian Bale as fucking Shadow would be fucking perfect. You just need, like, any edgy, terminally online kid to play Shadow, because that's his entire character, so... <laughs> no, but he's gotta have that voice, and I feel like his voice matches really well with, um... His voice is the exact Christian same Bale. thing you hear in your head when you read the nothing personnel kid meme. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the whole other point of, to point of conversation with this, uh, one thing that I've actually really liked the conversation being brought up again on it um with how shitty everybody agrees chris pratt sounds there's been a lot of talk about respecting voice actors actual voice actors um mm -hmm. jack black jack black is somebody that i can see being an actual voice actor he's done it for years he's done it before mm -hmm. he became as big as he is um so him doing a voice makes sense even keegan like Keegan Mike and mm -hmm. Key, Key and Michael Key, uh, same thing. He is very much somebody that I can, the the way he speaks and the way he can do his voice and shit, very mm -hmm. voice actory. Um, I miss when cartoon an animated movies <laughs> actually had regular just. I I, I want to say well, well known because to us they're a little bit more well known. Like I was just talking about Kari Payton, yeah. fucking well, he's goddamn cyborg. They're well known to people like us who enjoy animation as a form of art and understand that to make that animation come, part of making that animation come alive, a big part of it is having proper voice actors, right? And when I was watching a documentary about voice acting, this was actually on Netflix, it's called Who's That Voice? Um, I learned a lot more about voice actors than I ever thought I would, and I watched it in part because, and you're going to laugh at me for this, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of the voice actors who are all well-known in the voice acting industry during a BronyCon I went to. These are voice actors Did who have been made Tara? names. I met Tara Strong. <sighs> <laughs> like, you you're talking about... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Did you meet Greg Sipes? I didn't meet Greg Sipes now. Damn, okay. But I did meet Tara Strong, and, you know, knowing the work that those people put into their craft, the fact that not only do they have to be able to talk in that voice, they have to be able to laugh in that voice, cry in that voice, sing in that voice, do all these emotive expressions and embody that character on a fundamental level, everything besides their face and their body is what's on the screen. <laughs> and that's kind of why they're not well known, is we don't see their face and their body that often. Yeah. Um, and that's that also means... why, sorry, and that's mm -hmm. also why I don't like regular actors being voice actors a lot of times is because, yes, they can be emotive, they can do all these things, but in their voice, mm -hmm. um, for them to do other characters, other voices, it, 
it's something that they don't have that training for. Again, unlike the two people I specifically talked about as, you know, bigger bigger celebrities. Um, but yeah. Well, that's the thing, is they can get the training. The training is available, is the thing. I feel like the reason Chris Pratt was attached to this movie is strictly for name recognition. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, he is there <laughs> to get butts and seats. And I don't know... I, I, I'll try to put this as mildly as I can. I don't know why people would still be fans of Chris Pratt as a person. Yeah. Uh, and Kim, Kim and I have talked about it, about the fact that they, they won't see anything with him attached to it, except for Marvel-related Marvel related things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm sure they're they're not even going to watch the, the uh, holiday special, probably, just because he's in it. And it's not going to yeah. be as important as, like, actual the actual big movies or whatever i mean it it goes back to me if we're talking about like actors that always when i see them on screen make me cringe in some way um we talked about this a bit last podcast as well because it seems like for three podcasts in a row we now brought up baby driver (laughs) but so uh, upsetting so fucking upsetting seeing kevin spacey on screen it's like unfortunately i have to delete scenes of the movie from my head that he's in or like mask him in some way mm-hmm. and pretend that that's not who I'm seeing on the screen. I'm seeing a character who exists in the universe this movie takes place in. And I've gotten to that point with Chris Pratt now. On my second watching of Love and Thunder, I just kind of had to delete the fact that he was in the movie from my head and, and say... I mean, he's only in it for like is, three minutes, right? <laughs> he is, but it's also just like, I don't want to see him here, so this isn't Chris Pratt anymore. This is just Star-Lord. Yeah. Right. And that, I'll, I'll be honest, that's a big part of why I'm hoping that uh, Guardians 3 really does focus more on the other characters, because I feel it. we've had enough of him. He had a whole fucking movie mm-hmm. about him, basically. We don't yeah, two need whole more. Fucking movies about him. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need more. Why is John Voight trending? Did John Voight die? Sorry. What the fucking hell? <laughs> okay fucking god damn it all right he might as well be dead because it's him talking about supporting donald trump um i just love that's where your mind goes every time you get an alert about a celebrity is are they dead (laughs) it happens so much man (laughs) no i would i'm there with you though i would like to see a guardians that focuses on more of the crew more of the cast Um, and from what i've seen it's supposed to focus more on rocket i feel like rocket is a character mm -hmm. that we know very little about same with mantis um drax mantis drax story has been exposited at us i don't he and i feel like even he's done um so I'm, I'm very much like, we don't we don't need any more of it. I'm okay with not getting more of that. If you want to see the best version of Drax's backstory, go play the Guardians of the Galaxy's game. You get to, like, the middle point, and you get to go through basically Drax's entire tragedy with his family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Nate, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? No, I think that is a wrap for this week. I'm hoping given what we know is coming up and given the wealth of content being dumped on us, we'll have more content related things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I will say I want to, I'm not going to say it on here so much as like guaranteeing it. Uh, I want to talk about and possibly think about doing some like, uh, not 
numbered space-time taco kind of stuff kind of in between mm-hmm. focus on specific things specific conversations um and kind of overhaul the whole idea of space-time taco in the future uh mm-hmm. Not right now. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. And I mean literally nothing, <laughs> nothing. at all is nothing going is to done be done until after extra life. There is literally there. Nothing exists beyond extra life right now. Um, and hey, you're like saying to yourself, "What the fuck is extra life, huh?" Well, cool thing. Guess what? I like about this new situation. I can't zoom out more. That's so stupid. Why can't I zoom out more? Can I make it fit better? I can't make it fit better. Well, hey, I'll make this work. Give me a second. I got this. We got this. We're good. I can figure this out. Why do you You're click off of that? It's slightly professional. I just annoyed more at how things work sometimes. Because they're stupid. They, <laughs> they don't work the way they're supposed to. Um, I mean, that's kind of my job is someone tells someone calls me on the phone or sends me an email and says, hey, this thing isn't working the way it's supposed to. And I smack it around a little bit and it starts working. Why are you smacking things, Nate? Don't smack things. They're just machines. They can't feel it. I thought you were going to say they're people. I'm like, Nate, no. <laughs> they're just people. They can't feel it. They can't. No, not at all. Um, oh, now you can see me. Don't see me. Go away. Stop doing that. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's do this. I got to fade like that. And then, bam! That's right. Boom. Space time taco. Extra life. 24 hour charity stream. We are. I have a countdown going. 20 days? I think we're at 20 days. 20 days out? What day is today? Today's the 9th. So, yeah, 20 days. Hell yeah. yeah. I timed things correctly. We're 20, 20, days. 20 days away um, from 24 hours of me being an idiot, Nate being awake for half of it, and. <laughs> Other people coming in, swinging by, having fun, playing games. Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, most importantly, raising money for sick kids. Um, yes. I am diligently working on getting things together, organizing schedule. We have, for the most part, a schedule this year. It's weird. I've never done it before. Um, yeah. We've got still got giveaways, doing wheel spins. We're doing game key giveaways for Steam. Varying from really, really great games to Freddy the Fish. You're awesome metal detective. Um, no, I will <laughs> never. No, don't even joke about that. God, I hate you so much for just thinking about that. Um, God damn it. Oh, boy. But yeah, we got... Well, that... huh? I mean, well, finish what you were saying. Oh, I was just going to say, we got so much planned. Uh, we're so excited for our sixth. Sixth, fifth, sixth, sixth, sixth year. Sixth. Fuck. Yes. God damn. I've been doing extra life for a while, and I want to let anybody know who, you know, may be pensive about the whole idea is, you do not have to watch us to donate. No. <laughs> I've had so many people who I've come across who I've shown the flyer and mentioned the, the extra life stream to, and they're like, "Well, it's not really my thing. I don't understand what's going on." And I'm like, "Well." Here's your here's either your opportunity to jump into that and find out what streaming is all about for us, or here's your opportunity to simply donate to a good cause. Well, and that's so, a fun thing. The little uh, it wasn't on that specific image, but yes. the 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 QR code links directly to the extra life page, not to our Twitch stream. Yes, um, our stream will be on that page, but it has it set up to immediately be like, hey, do you want to donate? This is the whole thing. This the spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, sick kids, help them. 
Children Miracle Network Hospitals, or as Nate likes to say, Network Miracle Children Hospitals, or <laughs> Children Hospitals Miracle Network. Children Miracle Hospital Network. Um, <laughs> I love that clip. I'm so glad I have that on the audio for that of you just butchering the shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> I still have to go look it up to make sure I'm saying it right. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's but... C M. Wait, Children's Miracle. Yeah, C M N H. Okay. C M N H. Again, you can donate even if you don't join us for the stream. You can donate at any time. It does not have to be during the stream. Both before, like today, if you want to, and after. Um, the link will be available, and you can donate any amount. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. All amounts are appreciated. Um, I'm planning on getting a list together, if I can find it, of the donors, so we can shout you out near the end of our stream. Um, so we appreciate everyone who does. Chris is very Sorry. excited about it. Sorry. Uh, I, I <laughs> was just on here the other day, but um, Extra Life is finally making it so you can actually link your fundraiser page to Dixper. So I can actually set it up that when you donate, it will interact directly with what we are playing um, in our stream and change things in the stream. And I that's fucking awesome. Um, woo, sorry. I, I'm really happy about that. I, I That wasn't originally a thing. To donate if you want to... Screw with our games. Donate while we're playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, hey, as always, if you like what we do, if you like what you see, let what you hear. If you love our beautiful faces and voices, <laughs> you can follow us everywhere on social media. Just search Space Time Taco. You can find me everywhere at Time Lord Brito. You can find him on Twitter. Yep. At one place. A little teapot. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. <laughs>